Every two years, the Pew Forum comes out with what is known as a survey that is called the State of Theology Survey. And as America declines more and more into secularism, we can see statistics that are showing America's move into that, not just in culture, but also in the church. So let's get real on the state of theology in a post-Christian America. And welcome to the Let's Get Real podcast. This week, uh, we're going to talk about the state of theology, and particularly the state of theology survey of 2020. Questions like, what do Americans think about Christ, the Bible, truth, and ethics? And of course, this wasn't just put out by the Pew Forum, but also Ligonier Ministries uh, state of theology survey also provided these insights. Now, this survey is given every two years, and I, what we do is we get the survey every two years. But what they do is they take that survey every two years to find out, basically, uh, give it get a temperature of the United States and to help Christians better understand today's culture and equip the church with better insights for discipleship. Now, this survey is available online. I'll provide the survey for you in our block uh, summary for our show today. But I want to give you some insights with regards to some of the major subjects that are addressed. And for the amount of time that we have that I allot for our show, hopefully I'm going to get some of the major insights in that will give you an idea. Now, there's no way you can see graphs or anything like that, so that's one of the reasons why I'm going to provide for you the link to the theology survey. Now, let's deal with, since we have been dealing with Jesus in past shows not too long ago, let's start with that question of who is Jesus? You know, the identity of Jesus of Nazareth has been the source of major controversies over the years, you know, finding the historical, uh, looking for the historical Jesus and looking for the historical Christ. You know, the the Jesus Seminar is, meets every uh, twice a year, I think, and what they do is they determine using colored beads as far as determining what Jesus' words were in the Gospels. But, you know... Jesus' life has not been without controversy from the secular city, not from Christian sources by any stretch of the imagination. But he also uh, stirred up controversy when he claimed to the Pharisees and the religious establishment to be the Son of God and equal with God. If you'd like some verses with those, those are in the survey. They're Matthew eleven twenty seven, Mark 14, 61 and 62, John 10, 33. And that is why Jesus' enemies sought him, uh, sought him to die by crucifixion. Now, the Bible and historic creeds of the Christian church over the years have plainly declared that Jesus Christ is truly God and truly man. But you know, critics often have said that Jesus was nothing more than just a great teacher. The State of Theology survey now reveals that the majority of adults hold this view. However, if Jesus' claims 
to be God are false, then he was either delusional, he was either deceptive, or he was a liar, and he could not have even been a great teacher. So what I want to do is I want to get to this first question on the survey that is of great importance, at least what we have gleaned from the survey. And that is this. Jesus was a great teacher, but he was not God. Now, the U.S. adult respondents in 2020, the finding is 52% are in agreement with that statement. Let me say the statement again. Jesus was a great teacher, but he was not God. You know, um, historically, evangelicals uh, have gone and believed that Jesus uh, is is God by affirmation and author- by affirming the Bible as authoritative and salvation by Jesus Christ. You know, the Bible also testifies that Jesus is fully God, fully man. The Word of God made flesh in John one one, John eight fifty eight. And Romans 9, 5, and Hebrews 1, 1 through 4. Now, it may be surprising that the majority of the general U.S. population rejects the deity of Christ, but now almost one-third of evangelicals agree that he was merely a great teacher. Going back to this statement and, and zeroing in on evangelicals, You know, the statement again, Jesus was a great teacher, but he was not God. U.S. evangelical respondents in 2020 agreed with the statement 33% and 66 disagreed with the statement. The 66 were affirming still that he was uh, that he was God in human flesh. Now, uh, this is this might be somewhat hopeful. But when you have evangelicals going and saying Jesus was just nothing more than a good teacher, folks, we have a problem. We have a problem. And these results suggest a significant need for Christians to be taught Christology, uh, which is the doctrine and the nature and the identity of who Jesus is. You know, uh, the folks that put this survey out, Ligonier, have a statement on Christology that has been formulated to articulate biblical teaching on the person and work of Jesus Christ with accuracy and simplicity. I believe Jesus Christ is fully God and fully man, second person of the Trinity, begotten, not made, co-equal with the persons of the Trinity. Each identify and exist separately from the uh, other persons. Each person is God. So the who is what? The, the Son is not the Father. The Father is not the Son. The Son is not the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is not the Son. And the Father is not the Holy Spirit, nor is the Holy Spirit the Father. But the Father is God. The Son is God, and the Holy Spirit is God. That has, is, the, is the model for the doctrine of the Trinity. So people like Stephen Furtick and T.D. Jakes, they don't believe in that type of model of the Trinity. They believe in what is known as modalism, where the Father became the Son, the Son became the Holy Spirit, and all of them are named Jesus. Folks, that is a heresy. That is the heresy of modalism. Now, Let's move to the next one about the plan of salvation. Now, 
at the heart of the Christian gospel. You know, if you think about the Christian gospel, the gospel is God reaching down and telling you and I in, in, that he can get us out of the mess by, by through the finished work of Jesus Christ on the cross and his resurrection. And so, you know, that man messed things up after God created things perfectly. But Christ came to fix it. You know, the, 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 the formula for the gospel is found in 1 Corinthians 15 that says that Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures, and that he was buried, and that he rose on the third day according to the scriptures. And after he rose, he appeared to the twelve. He appeared to specific people, over 500, that were still uh, alive at the time that Paul had written. Some of them had already fallen asleep, meaning that they died physically, and they were in the presence of God. But God's plan of salvation at the heart of the, is, is at the heart of the Christian gospel is the fact that God saves sinners from judgment through his son, Jesus Christ. And moreover, he saves people through his sovereign purpose and design. This is God's plan of redemption. The Bible teaches that God decided who would be saved before he created the world. At the same time, I believe he gives man the free will so that there's a fine line between the sovereignty of God and the responsibility of man. But in this view, which tends to humble man and exalt God, it, it, it is widely rejected by the U.S. population. In Statement 22, God chose people he would save before the creation of the world. U.S. respondents said 26% agree and 50% disagreed. Now, the sovereignty of God and salvation is not rejected merely by the American population at large. Only a minority of U.S. evangelicals agree with the biblical doctrine, showing that the influence of Arminian theology remains strong in American evangelical churches. Now, this is the battle between Calvinism and Arminianism. Again, I believe in the sovereignty of God and the responsibility of man, so I'm kind of in the middle there, though I do lean toward Reformed soteriology. I will let you know that right out of, right out of the gate. The negative consequences is undermining the Christian assurance of salvation. Now, the evangelical response to this is rather interesting. Again, the statement, God chose people he would save before the creation of the world. Evangelical respondents were 38 were in agreement and 44 were in just disagreement. Okay? What about learning about God? Well, learning about God, theology, of course, is the study. And, of course, I've talked to some folks on my Facebook wall who have taken me to task saying that, you know, you, you know theology, it should not be emphasized or theology should take a, a lower view with the fact of, if you know you worship Jesus, then that is okay. Or just give me Jesus. Don't confuse me with the facts of theology. Folks, that is epidemic in a lot of charismatic, non-doctrine teaching churches. So the, in the heading of learning about God in this survey, theology is the study of God. America's increasing secular culture often gives the impression that studying the truth of God is no longer relevant uh, and should be confined to the ivory towers of academia. But a large minority of 
U.S. Americans, U.S. adults disagree. While many people deny the basic tenets of the Christian faith, it may be the case that they still desire to have some understanding of who God is, and even if it is their own self-constructed theology apart from the biblical revelation of the Bible, particularly with the fears and concerns occasioned by COVID-19, uh, people may now be giving more thought to the ultimate matters of eternal significance. So when it talks about learning about theology, say, for the pastors, and that, that theology is for pastors and scholars only, U.S. respondents said that 15% agree and 75% disagree. But when it came to um, evangelicals, was rather problematic that 10% agree and 85% disagree. So there is some things uh, that are, are very hopeful because if 10%, as opposed to the 15%, agree with the statement learning about God is for pastors, uh, and that number drops for evangelicals and 85% of evangelicals disagree, so there is still a desire for evangelicals to learn theology, and that is hopeful. You know, although the percentage U.S. population concedes that the knowledge of God has a place in the lives of everyday people, our sur the survey uh, suggests the great need for teaching that is grounded in the historic Christian faith and based on the truth of the Bible. Now, when you talk about U.S. adults, trends, the, the theology survey has been conducted every two years for the fact of the survey in 2014 that over the past six years, a number of noteworthy trends have emerged in their findings, revealing a profound unfamiliarity with the common core teachings of biblical Christian orthodoxy and a confusion about the objective nature of truth. You know, when you talk about the Bible, the most consistent and concerning trend is the increasing rejection of the little truth of Scripture among U.S. population. The inspiration and the inerrancy of Scripture is very clear from the Bible itself, starting in Proverbs 30, verse 5, 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 16, and 2 Peter chapter 1, um, verses 19 and 21. And it is affirmed by the historic confessions of the 16th and 17th century. So this is not something new to the church. It has even been battled for by Southern Baptists and other denominations and non-denominational groups when you go and you ask them about whether or not the scriptures are inerrant or not. I believe in the inerrancy of scripture. I also hold to the Chicago Statement of Inerrancy and Biblical, her and biblical Hermeneutics. So, getting to the survey... If you're looking at the survey, the Bible, all like all sacred writings, contains helpful accounts of ancient myths and not literally true. Now, in 2014, the survey found that 41% agree. In 2016, 44% agreed. In 2018, 47% agreed. And that 20, in 2020, 48% agreed. On matters of truth, the majority of the U.S. adults assume that all truth is relative. And, of course, we've talked about this on past Let's Get Real podcasts. More than half of the respondents to the State of Theology survey say that religious belief is not about objective reality. 
However, fewer people expressed this view in 2020 than in 2018, and isn't, it isn't clear as to why this is the case, but it may be that our chaotic culture with everything going on with the COVID virus and everything uh, has prompted more people to turn to religion for objective truth. Now, getting to the survey in Statement 31, Statement 31 says religious belief is a matter of personal opinion. It is not about objective truth. U.S. respondents in 2018 said that they agreed with that statement. In 2020, that went down a little bit to 54%. Now, when we talk about U.S. evangelical trends, okay, we talked about cultural trends as, as far as that was concerned. Now, when you talk about evangelicals, evangelical trends, while evangelicals tend to express great concern on the gospel, trends in our findings in their findings reveal that many of the evangelicals also express erroneous views on, that mirror the broader U.S. population. A substantial minority of evangelicals deny the deity of Christ, as we just mentioned, and many U.S. evangelicals exhibit confusion over who takes the initiative in salvation for sinners. The latest survey showed a decline in the number of professing evangelicals who have an accurate understanding of the work of the Holy Spirit in salvation. So getting to statement nine, we are dealing with evangelical respondents. Uh, the Holy Spirit gives a spiritual new birth or new life before a person has faith in Jesus Christ. In 2016, evangelicals agreed that at 62%. In 2018, it went up a percentage point to 63% and dropped uh, by about six points in, in, in 2020 in, at 57%. Now, other trends among U.S. evangelicals are more encouraging. Responses to other statements may show a growing acceptance of authority and trustworthiness of the Bible among evangelical Christians, since God is the perfect author of creation and of Scripture. There can be no conflict between Bible and science. Now, I love science as a Bible-believing Christian, but these were rather encouraging, I guess. Statement 16 stated, Modern science disproves the Bible. And in 2018, 25% uh, agreed with that statement. And it dropped by, three, uh, by 8 points to 17% in 2020. Another positive trend among U.S. evangelicals is following support for the idea that people are, by, are good by nature. An idea that cannot be reconciled with emphatic teaching of the Bible that all people are sinners in need of salvation, according to Romans 3.23, that says that all of us have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. In Statement 11, Statement 11 said, Everyone sins a little, but most people are good by nature. And of course, when you look at that, uh, 54 in 2016 agreed, 2018, 52 agreed, and 46% in 2020 agreed. Although more professing evangelicals seem to be embracing biblical understanding of sin, there has been an alarming decrease on the percentage of those who express clear views on how sinful man can be justified in the sight of God. 
And given the centrality of this doctrine in, in, in Scripture, these results reinforce the need for clear teaching about what the gospel is and the doctrine of justification in our local churches. So statement 13, it says that God counts a person's righteous, God counts a person righteous not because of God's uh, because of because of one's works, but only because of one's faith in Jesus Christ. And the the response to the U.S. evangelicals, since this is like U.S. evangelicals now, you're talking about 18, 2018, 91 percent agree. Again, the statement: God counts a person as righteous not because of one's works but only because of one's faith in Jesus Christ. Now, that's the difference between work salvation and it is salvation by grace alone through faith alone. Again, 91% in 2018 uh, agree, but in 2020 it took a little bit of a dip in 2020 to 84%. Now, Scripture also teaches that there is one God and there is one mediator between God and man, and that is the Lord Jesus Christ. When you look at that passage, that is 1 Timothy 2.5, but in recent decades, it has been a popular claim that adherents of various religions all worship the same God even if that worship is not offered through Jesus Christ. And we can thank Oprah Winfrey for a little bit of that and the liberal, theolo- uh, liberal theological centers known as seminaries. Now, while the 2020 theology survey reveals an improving understanding of evangelicals in this area, area nearly half of professing evangelical Christians still affirm some notion of religious pluralism. Now, in 2016, 48% agreed with the statement of that you know religious that religious pluralism. In 2018, 51%, and 2020, 42% agree. Now, when the statement again, uh, God accepts the relig- the worship of all religions, including Christianity, Judaism, and Islam. Yeah, there's gross confusion about the gods of Islam uh, uh, in contrast to Judaism and and, um, and, and Judaism, Christianity and Judaism versus Islam. So we still have a long way to go in that because, you know, they might have relatives that are... Um, Evangelicals may have relatives that have married uh, into the faith, married into the family that are not embracing um, uh, the Judeo-Christian view. They might be embracing Islam or Judaism or whatever. But nevertheless, Jesus Christ said, I am the way, the truth, and the life, and no one comes to the Father but by me. Didn't say but by Muhammad. Didn't say but by Moses. Said by Jesus alone. Okay, so... The unbiblical concept of relative truth has influenced every sphere of life, not just in the religious perspective, but also in the just in the in the truth's perspective, if you will. It also deals with the fact of, of morals. And a large percentage of evangelicals reject 
the arguments of gender fluidity, and this has been trending in the positive direction, yet remains concerning that one in five evangelicals still appears to reject the biblical teaching that our gender as male or female, as given by God, our Creator. Gender identity is a matter of choice with Statement 29 on this survey. On 2016, 32% agreed with the statement that gender identity was a matter of choice. In 2018, 30% agreed. In 2020, it took an encouraging drop to 22%. But as these ethical discussions and other social issues are featured predominantly uh, in the political discourse, this raises the question of how Christians should be involved in politics. Now, don't tell me Jesus wasn't involved in politics. He dealt with the Pharisees and the Sadducees, who were politicians and not just religious leaders in his culture. In the U.S., uh, in the presidential election, evangelicals expressed strong support for the freedom of Christians to join in the political debate. Now, the question that comes up here in Statement 21, that Christians should be silent on political issues, only 16% of evangelicals agreed with the statement. Evangelicals were defined by Lifeway Research as people who strongly agreed with the following four statements. The Bible is the highest authority for what I believe. It is very important for me to personally encourage non-Christians to trust Jesus Christ as Savior and Lord. Jesus Christ's death on the cross is the only sacrifice that can remove the penalty for my sin. And only those who trust in Jesus Christ alone as their Savior receive God's free gift of eternal salvation. Folks, that is what it means when we talk about being evangelical. Respondents can also be identified as evangelical in the state of theology uh, through, the, through what they had was a data explorer based on other supplied church affiliation. So as we wrap this up, the State of Theology Survey for 2020 reveals widespread confusion on the United States about the Bible's teachings. While the American population in general appears to be drifting away from accepting truth claims of the Christian faith, the growing and imminent health and social concerns at this time of this survey, which was done in March of 2020, may be partly responsible for leading some to reconsider their views. Evangelicals, while exhibiting some hopeful movement in the direction of biblical fidelity, also seem to be influenced by the culture's uncertainty about what truth is, who is Jesus, and how sinners can be saved. These results that I've shared with you today, and you can get them online, and I'll have it for us when we, uh, when we post this podcast, but the results reveal an urgent need for clear biblical teaching on the on person of Jesus Christ, the gospel of grace, and the way that truth the truth of God informs our ethical decisions in everyday life. This is much work that needs to be done in this age of confusion. But we have hope that the findings from this survey and ministries that are sharing these surveys like this one 
will serve the church in its calling to reach more people with a faithful proclamation of God's Word. You've been listening to the Let's Get Real podcast with Rob Lundberg. We've been talking about the 2020 survey, and some of it may be a little bit jumbled, and hopefully I've been able to do a good job in clarifying the difference between the U.S. uh, responses to, and in contrast to the evangelical responses. But one of the things I'm concerned about is the fact that, you know, this creed of just give me Jesus and let's forget about theology or just give me Jesus and confuse and and don't confuse me with the facts. That is what we are seeing today in a lot of our churches. And next week I'm going to discuss with you this whole thing about anti-intellectualism in the church and why we need to get into the fact that we need to love God not just with our heart and our soul, but also our mind. So as you go out this week, as you go out this week and you are in the marketplace of ideas in the secular city, in the in the in the workplace or the laundromat or the coffee shop, as you go out this week, be prepared to have a spiritual conversation with somebody. Listen to what is going on around you. And as you go out, go out and give them heaven. And we will be back with you, Lord willing, next week. Lord bless.